Welcome to the Ty and Rye, the Finance Guys podcast, covering weekly investment news, important financial topics, and expert interviews. We want to help you become more knowledgeable about the financial world around you. This is not an offer to sell you anything, and remember, past performance doesn't indicate future results. Now your hosts, Ty Hansen and Ryan Robertson. Hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Ty and Rye, the Finance Guys podcast. Hey, Ty, what's going on? How are, how are you, bud? I'm great. I'm pretty good, too. We're another day, uh, st- another still going strong. Yeah. We've got uh, an episode today that uh, uh, I think is going to have some very good elements to it in kind of talking about what this new investment world looks like. Right. It's different from probably what most people were used to 10, 15 right. years ago. And I like this. I like this one too because it, it's funny. Because um, I tend to be um, old school mentality. Like, my, like I, I think I act like a like a sixty five year old man in, in in this world as far as what we're going to talk about today. Um, not like a younger thinking you know person like we're going to talk about today. So yeah, I like I like this one. This is good. yeah. Uh, before we get too far. Uh, we got the tieandry.com, right? Tieandry.com. Yep. Tieandry.com. That's, That's us. That's for the podcast. Go ahead, go there. You can listen to all the podcasts there and subscribe through that somehow. Right. Get to the podcast platforms you use. I'm Ty, for the record. If you don't know yet, Ty, what I are you am talking Ty. about? Are and, you sure? And, and that's Rye. Yeah. Yes, I'm Ty. That's Rye. Yeah. Anybody who has questions, way. that's who yeah. it is. Ex- exactly. <laughs> that's what it is. So. So I just want to know, I, I just want people to know that. So when they're like, who's the really, really, really good looking guy with the guitar in the background, mm. then they hey, know it's you, not good segue. Me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now that was a good segue. I didn't even plan that. And good I segue. I segued. We have some, we, we've tied in an analogy here because we're going to talk about this new world of investing almost like a counterculture world of investing. And we're tying it to music. Classic, classical music versus punk rock. Right. And not, not, not classical like Bach or Classic Beethoven. rock. Classic oh, yeah. rock. No, there's classical a like Bach and Beethoven. Okay. <laughs> that is, that's no, actually that a better, is, that's a better contrast. Because rock, punk rock or classic rock is still going to be on that same side. Oh. As far well, as the analogy I mean, goes, but there's also like this, like 1960s and early, early 70s, like classic rock genre, and they're diehard. And then you kind of get into this, like late 70s, early 80s, early 90s punk rock, right? Like Sex Pistols, and and and, and those two cultures, I think, kind of were at it. So, baby, let, let, we're not going to go into the history of this. <laughs> Everybody out there. Think of it however you want. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to use classical music. Bach, okay, classical that's music. fine. That's fine. <laughs> hey, you're leading this show. I'm just here for the ride, so I'll go along with that. But if you want to use classic rock, go ahead. Okay, so this is kind of what it's really, this is the basis of it. The basis of it is there's a new world that has emerged, and this world is dominated by things like Robin Hood, cryptocurrencies, meme stocks, AMC, all of these things that we've heard and seen really over the last maybe five years, uh, obviously Bitcoin and crypto going back 
you know, maybe 10 years, but it's really kind of gotten into the mainstream, the zeitgeist, if you will, over the last five years and how that's going to and how it does actually really have real world effects for anybody and everybody that's in trying to invest. So that's where we're going to compare these two things. And, uh, and and I think the first place to really start is to really talk about this Robin Hood mentality. Yeah, no, and, and this is actually really good timing, um, you know, because we we had actually talked about this episode months ago, right, four or five months ago, uh, but now we're just really kind of bringing it to our newer platform today. But it, how how um, ironic is it that Robin Hood literally just went public for a for a lot of money? Quite a bit. That was last right. week, um, and, and and that's interesting because I think that I think that speaks volumes to this newer mentality. That's interesting. That's a really interesting thought. Yeah. Yep. And as you can imagine, Robin Hood is literally the story of somebody <laughs> who is stealing from right. the rich right. and giving to the poor. Right. This works on so many levels. That is this. not <laughs> incidental to their mission either. And so that Robin Hood mentality really starts with this idea that they're looking to uh, fight for the little guy. They, they want to bring this to the masses. Because you can imagine for a long, long time, the, the markets and the economy is really dominated by the big wigs at the top. They kind of dominated it. And, 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 and again, this is what I was talking about earlier. Like I, I, I kind of identify... Which is funny because from an age standpoint, I'm I'm a lot closer in age to more of the younger Robin Hood, you know, uh, meme stock generation. But my my education, the way we've built our advising firm, all these things, I I think I, I relate more to you know, uh, and 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 I don't mean this to sound racist, but it's really a bunch of old white guys. It really is predominantly. I mean that's it. it that's that is what it is, right? Um, and again, I'm not being racist. Um, and, and, um, I, I do love their, sorry, other tangent. I'd love that there's more and more women coming into the, the, uh, the financial world. I think that's awesome. And, and people of color. So, but anyways, yeah, what you're talking about is, is this old school, uh, you know, 65 year old guy with white hair, you know, three piece suit. If, if you want me to manage your money, I'm going to charge you so much money and it's very kind of stuffy. Right. Um, that's the old school. And, and yeah, you're right. The Robin Hoods of the world are like, eh, screw that. I'm doing this myself. I don't need, I don't need to pay you to do this. Yeah. So. Uh, I would say that you also identify with the new generation for how tight your clothing is. Tight, tight shirts, tight jeans, t- tight shorts, all of it. There's, there's a whole well, that, new that world showing is, a lot is, of thigh, that is, that is. showing a lot of thigh. That's hey, really kind of, that's how it goes. I run a lot of miles to get these thighs. I'm going to show them off, baby. Um, I know that actually is kind of funny that you say that. Maybe mentally identify. I identify as an older. Uh, You're trying to keep yourself but, young. But that is true. I I I I, I like to keep things comfortable. And, yeah. Is it hard to breathe in that t-shirt or is it fine? No. No. It's, it's no, good. It feels good. No, it feels great. <laughs> I feel good. Okay. So so this is the thing with the Robin Hood, right? It's it's an app on your phone. You can pull it up anytime you want. And look at real-time stock quotes. You can look at how your performance is going. And you can actually like manage it wherever you want. That's just not something that 
either of us were really used to for a while. And obviously, if you go back even further, it was like a phone call to a stockbroker or whoever it was you were working with. Like, hey, can you buy 10 shares of this for me? Like, that's how it went. Now it's like, there's none of that. No, you're absolutely right. And, you know, I think the underlying theme to all of this is uh, information and technology, right? That's an underlying thing here is that how, how technology has changed this world. Um, and, you know, I, I'm coming back to Robinhood really fast, too. What, what I like about this, because there's, I'm a believer in there's, there's, there's actually, for the most part, in most everything, not, I guess I shouldn't say everything, but in most things, there, there can be good things to glean from, from what, what it is, right? There's, there's always some silver linings or something that we can glean from that. And, and I do love this idea with this Robin Hood, this meme stock generation and this ideology because – and Robin Hood's whole point is like, look, we want to get rid of these crappy fees, these old stuffy boardrooms. Like let's make things more cost efficient. Let's get our information. I don't want somebody to have to tell me what to do. I love that. I love this idea with technology that like – hey, the cost of the consumer can come way down and we can give the consumer more information. I love that. Though, uh, embracing that piece, I think, is awesome. And that's, where, that's, that's why Robinhood just went public for billions of dollars is because they embraced that technology. Yeah. So. so and you're talking about, obviously, iPhones, the apps on there, the internet. Reddit has played a big role in this where you know there's these little communities that they can sort of rally everybody around certain things. And we saw that recently uh, this year with AMC, with GameStop, where you had these kind of struggling companies and you had some of these big hedge funds shorting their stock. Now, that's kind of a term shorting is thinking the stock's going to go down and you're going to profit off of that. They rallied and then they went opposite of that. And they're like, let's buy it and let's increase that price to sort of counter what that shorting of that stock was doing. And they, for the most part, there was some pretty amazing success. Now, granted, it creates a little turbulence and quite a few spikes up and down, but it's amazing that that thing can even happen. Right. Oh, given yeah, no, where I, we're at. Yeah, no, and I, exactly. It's kind of like power to the people, right? Um, you know, it's interesting. So um, I'm going to give a little shout out to my nephew, Jake. Um, What's up, Jake? He, he and I were actually talking exactly about this and um, kind of these hedge funds and shorting. That, that was what was really interesting about that, this kind of classic rock or, you know, classic music, sorry, versus punk, like screw you, screw you, we're going to take the power back kind of a thing, right? Um, with those hedge funds, uh, again, my nephew and I had this exact conversation earlier this week about, um, you know, all of the... Uh, Gaines is putting it lightly. All of the, the kind of the the dis, I don't want to say dishonesty either. I mean, the, the, there's they're they're manipulating behind the scenes, right? Um, and here's the thing: there there's a there are games being played in the financial industry on both sides all the time, all the time. It, so if you think it's just it's just one company or one style of trade, you're wrong. It's happening everywhere. Y- you, right, you have right. y- it's part of the game. It, I mean, again, I, I love running. I love running. Love, love, love running. I love running marathons, half marathons. I love it. There, if if I look at the the most um, the most amazing runners in the world, I know that there's PEDs being used. Does that bother me? No, I don't. I don't care. I just, I know it's happening, and so 
I'm going to, I'm going to play the game the way I want to play the game. I'm going to do it the right way. I have never used it. Not, not that it matters. I'm not professional in any means, but you know what I mean? I don't care. I'm not going <laughs> to use He's not PEDs. admitting it to anything. I'm not going to use PEDs, but I'm going to enjoy it for what I'm going to use it for. And so anyways, yeah. So there's a lot of smart market manipulation that's gone on from these large hedge funds, some pretty crazy stuff. But here's the, here's the interesting thing. And I only bring this up so that it, to kind of drive this point home. The, the people that really got burned the most earlier in the year with GameStop and AMC, don't, don't get me wrong, there were a couple of hedge funds that, that really got their butts kicked. But you know who got hurt the worst were these people that were buying in at three and 400. And then they, they lose, you know, 30, 40, 50%, 60%, right? Because again, so, so, so I, I, the only reason I bring that up is, is anytime we have this speculation, I, I love the fact that there's kind of this movement. People are, are kind of, like you said, they, they, they brought that price up just by that public push, right? By the little guy taking control. Uh, but you got to remember that all that also can carry its own consequences, right? And it happens on both sides. They, the, them manipulating the market as much as they did burned a lot of the the later people coming into the game, and so it's like, is that just as bad as what Wall Street's doing? And let's not discount the possibility that the big boys are in that underground doing the same thing. They're like, yeah, oh, screw those guys. Let's all buy it. That easily can be part of that process. So this kind of brings us to this idea of old school versus new school. This this old way of thinking about the markets and how we invest in the new. Kind of this new, as you say, technology and social media and how that all plays into it. So let's go, let's talk a little bit about sort of the old way, how that is sort of organized. It's the Warren Buffett way, I guess, maybe a good way to explain it. But how does that really work? Yeah, and that's and that's okay. And, and I guess that's why I kind of have that image in my head is I, I always have, I always think Warren Buffett when I think old school, right? Right, 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 right. Um, and I love Warren Buffett. I think he's, I think he's a, a crazy smart human being. I love the way he thinks. Um, and, and actually, I guess we should, you know, the, the old school way, it's kind of funny that we're talking about this because Warren Buffett even was a little bit different than kind of the old school people in the sense that he's like, look, if you don't understand something and you can't pay a napkin, analyze it, right? Write the information down on the back of a napkin or an envelope, like maybe you shouldn't be investing in this thing. But, 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 uh, but, but really the old school way is, and that's, that's where my classical education comes in, right? That's where I'm like, you know, I mean, I did a, uh, you know, my undergraduate, I did a two years master, a two year master program, all in finance, all understanding, you know, asset allocation, uh, you know, portfolio management theory, all these things that's old school where it's like, okay, you research companies, you research market sectors, you understand ratios, you know, you understand, you know, how, how viable are these companies. And if you gather all this information together, it's going to help you make better educated decisions, right? And, and historically, that, that information, while it's been available, it's always been public information, the masses haven't known how to readily get to it. And so they don't make the decisions. It's more like the old school advisors or traders had all that information and they made the trades for you, charged you commission or, you know, management fees or whatever. And so that's, that's definitely the old school way is let's, let's gather a lot more information. And, and to be frank too, kind of this old school way, 
um, didn't really care about social issues as much, right? Good or bad, I don't care. Like you, you decide. But you know how green was the company, or did they have a female CEO, or what were their labor laws or their labor practices? Like the old school didn't care. Yeah, what, yeah. what does the information tell me? And are we going to make money on this? What's the bottom line? Bottom line. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's kind of this, uh, uh, you know, idea between fundamental analysis of investing versus technical analysis. And, and I know that's breaking it down to a, you know, binary of there's this and that, but it's not completely that way. But old school really, really um, uh, uses that fundamental analysis, like you were saying. What's what's the brand of the company like? What's their earnings like? How much are they actually making? What are they profiting? What's their CEO like? What's their business strategy? Right, that's a very fundamental way to look at it to make some decisions, and then you get into technical, and you know we can kind of go into that a little bit more, but not too much. But yeah, yeah, no, no, and and and, and uh, again, the, yeah, this is I love I love what you're chatting talking about because. Again, literally, Jake and I had this exact conversation earlier this week um, as we were reviewing part of his portfolio. Um, we, you know, because we were talking about AMC, because AMC, they're having a really good rally, you know, the last little bit, right? Right, yeah. Um, and so we we did have this conversation about, like, and, and that's what it was, too, is it was like, you know, he was he was like, what I talked to him about was kind of boring. You know what I mean? As I was diving into more of the fundamentals and the analysis like that, you know, it's like, it was boring, Right. And, and then everything we talked about with AMC was much more, you know, what we're going to talk about here in a second with more of this, like social media information, you know, risk taking, things like that, you know, two very different worlds as far as, you know, how how we look at a a position. But that's what I'm saying. Me being kind of this, you know, obviously we manage a lot of money. Um, I don't like to take as big a risks for our clients. Right. So there is a lot more of this old school fundamental analysis that we do versus some of the newer technologies. So, and, and there can be sort of a, a some typical, uh, you know, characteristics of this old school way of thinking, which is more of a buy and hold. It's much more of a long term strategy, right? You're not going to be day trading or swing trading, but it's going to be something you're like, this is a good company. Overall, their growth potential is very, very good. Yeah. So they're they're, they're looking kind of. Yeah, companies like that. GM, yeah. Gillette. Yeah, Gillette. Yeah, mm-hmm. Johnson That's a big and Johnson. One. He loves Gillette. Then, the, then now this new thing comes in where everybody has access. Everybody can get on there. They can do their own research. They can find their own companies, and you start to see things like uh, social media posts. Um, like I see them on Instagram all the time. Very quick, easy, fast, right? Entertaining. Yeah, that's exactly. It's 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 the uh, it's the kind of the the TikTok mentality, right? Give me what I want in fifteen thirty seconds, or I'm gone. And it's got to be entertaining. Yeah, it really does. So the the idea of the meme stock is just the idea that people find out about it through these social channels. Yeah, banner ads. (laughs) Yeah, the banner ads. (laughs) But it just becomes like so. A good example of it. We've we've talked about this before. Is uh, is all cryptocurrencies, but particularly Dogecoin. You know, earlier this year there was this whole frenzy about it uh, from people like Elon Musk and Mark Cuban. He owns the Dallas Mavericks. They started to tweet about it. My son, my twenty-year-old, set up a Robinhood account because his buddies had set up a Robinhood account. He put a couple hundred bucks in it, and he went and bought Dogecoin at like four dollars at the time 
and it sh- or no four cents sorry four cents and it shot up to like 70 cents so just his account you know he was making real money on it but it only came to him through friends and social right. media that's right. how he knew about it. No, no technical analysis whatsoever. None whatsoever. No fundamental analysis. Yeah, no. exactly. And luckily, I told well, him, hey, it's at 70 cents. Sell to make back what you put in. And he did, yeah. luckily. No, great point. At 70 cents. Yeah, yeah. He still owns it, I believe. And, and you know, it's down in the 20s, but he's still profitable with it and whatever. But uh, he didn't. He kind of got in and he was like, well, now what? I don't know. What, what do I do now? Yeah, now what do I do? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And again, and again, this is kind of this, this right, old school, new school. It's like, okay, like, and I'm not saying this is good or bad. I'm just saying, like, that's a, that's a difference, right, is, is if you don't want to pay for anybody to help you, again, which is fine. I don't, I don't care. I actually like both worlds a lot. I think there's a lot of value in both worlds. But it's like, yeah, you've got to decide. I literally get asked this question 10 times a week. Or should I sell now? Is it at the high? Do you know what I mean? And, and that applies to anything. Cryptos, stock market, tech. I don't, I don't care what it is. Real estate, right? How often do you and I get asked real estate? Well, I, I shouldn't buy right now. It's too expensive. You and I have this conversation, right? You, uh, for you personally. Yeah, it's a, we have this conversation all the time. And, and yeah, it's a, it's a great point, right? With, that, with, with this newer, you know, punk rock, newer generation trading style. It's like, well, I'm going to do it on my own. So again, that when are you going to get out? Do you know what I mean? That's that's the, those are some great questions you got to realize. And the so. thing is too, there's a mentality with it of almost like, eh, whatever happens, happens. You know, let's try it. Let's see what happens. And I, w- we've talked about this a little bit between us, where we've been through uh, a period like 2008. Professionally and personally, we we went through that. Uh, I wasn't technically involved back in the dot-com bubble era, yeah, but I, and, and, and I was I in was. college yeah. remembering yeah. it. And yeah. here's the thing. It does create a healthy level of skepticism slash cynicism in us, knowing that these bubbles happen all the time. People get taken advantage of all the time, and you've got to be on the lookout for it. And I think that there's this sense now with some of this new age, like, eh, so what? I'll do it. I'll learn from it, and I'll do something different next time. Who cares? Well, go back. You know, go back to a few episodes ago for people listening, and, and we did a little mini series about exactly these bubbles, right? We talked about that, and not not that not that we you know we know all, but again, it's just this idea of like, it, 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 no, take risks. That's okay, right? But but there are some underlying elements that we can learn from, right? Th- that's what I love about what you and I do, and that's what I love about our company that we that we're building, right? You and I are doing is. We both are very big believers in you and I are still learning things. We're still understanding things, right? And so, I mean, yeah, if where we learned some stuff back in 08 and for me back in 02, like hopefully, you know, other people listening can learn some of those things too. Still trade the meme stocks, right? That's fine, but understand, okay, hey, what are, what are some things that I may be seeing that happened in the past that I can learn from? So. Yeah, and that's kind of the idea with it is is – the access to this gives anybody essentially the ability to trade anytime they want, which just was not in existence in the 80s and 90s. None of us had that, uh, that, that capability. So now they've got the power to do this. How do you need to use it appropriately? 
Right. Yeah, and I actually want to hit that point before we kind of move on. I I, I like that you bring that up, and we, we did talk about this before, where, again, how old's your son? 20. 20? Going on 21. Like, I mean, I was serving a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints at that point, so like, I wouldn't have been trading. But, but even if I wasn't serving a mission, there is no... I mean, again, shortly after my mission, just from, from circumstances, I got right back into you know, in the, into the markets, in the world and, you know, things like that. But it's like, but you didn't have a phone with an app on it that you could look at your stack. I could, I could every have bought a stock. second. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. have bought a stock like that. So how cool is that? Yeah, I know. Right? It is. That your son is able to do that and have those experiences. Now you're right. It's like, okay, risks, losses, like there's some things that need to be learned and some, you know, some, um, maybe some some boundaries that people need to learn to set for themselves. But man, that's cool. It's really cool that he did that. Well, so what it did Right, and this kind of gets into these pitfalls. Didn't I offer him a job? Didn't yeah. I offer him a job yeah. too? <laughs> the, the crypto advisor. Come on, be a crypto advisor. Uh-huh. No, I love it. But what it did is it opened up this opportunity to talk about, okay, that's great. You got the account. You put money into it. You're, you're kind of going through this. You know, what do I want to do and how do I want to invest? It got put me in a position where I can start talking about maybe some long-term stuff, right? Look at, and he ended up putting money into uh, the S&P 500 ETF, right? Right, he put some money into that because I started to explain to him more about it. So it really opened up this opportunity to us to have a better conversation about how to manage his own money, which is not anything I would have done at twenty. You know what? That's the thing. More than anything, that's the thing I love about where this is evolving, where this financial world's evolving, just in general, where our world is evolving. Is sadly, their childhood, youth, teenage years are very different than what you and I experienced, right? Uh, I, I feel like the, the way that we kind of have to experience life, that's being pressed down to a much younger age, right? Um, which is good and bad, you know, for some reasons it's, it's it, you know, kind of makes me sad that people miss out on their childhoods and, uh, you know, early, you know, young adult life or whatever. But, but what's cool is, is like you're exactly what we're talking about. Like, I think it's cool, like I said, with, with my nephew, I love that he and I are having these kinds of conversations, right? I love that this younger generation is becoming more educated way more than you and I ever were. I think it's really cool. Yeah. So, so and we can kind of talk about, uh, you know, the things to maybe avoid in this situation because you have so much power and control over what's going on. It's like you've been given this Ferrari, basically, but you've got no training on how to drive this thing. And you, you know, maybe you know how to drive in general, but this thing's got 600 horsepower and you just tap on the gas and you're going to be spinning out. You're gone. So some of these things that can help people do so, you know, we've talked about this particularly on crypto FOMO. Check it out. If anybody wants to know, really be careful about how much you're putting into that know that you could be risking all of that money that you put into it. It's a very real possibility. Whereas you put that money into Nike, let's risk for sure, but you're not putting the same amount of risk as you would in crypto, right? So that's one of the pitfalls is just knowing how to and how much to really put towards those things it, relatively. And, and exactly. And, and, and I think that... Um, we will probably continue to beat this idea into the ground and beat this dead horse of, listen, 
FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. When when these certain emotions start to rise in your portfolio, that's the first sign you need to pump the brakes. It's like, oh, well, if I had invested in that, I would be worth a million dollars today. Or I heard of this guy or this gal who did that, right? And there are millionaires now. Or all that kind of fear of missing out, FOMO, right? Like, Step one, if that's what is is influencing your trading, stop, right? Stop because most likely, again, like a lot of people with AMC back, you know, February, March, April, you're probably jumping in late and you're going to get your ass handed to you, right? So yeah, so that's that's a big pitfall to, to avoid is making sure that your entire trading strategy is not what's the hottest, newest thing on Reddit? What should I go buy? Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more to that. And if you're sort of looking for that new thing because you want to make 100, 200, 500% returns, you're constantly playing the lottery. And the problem is, is that it's costing you a lot more than a couple bucks to buy a lottery ticket. So be very careful about following that sort of a trend. Well, and here's the interesting thing, too. You, you know, I think the, obviously the attraction is that you. The attraction is that you can make a lot of money fast, right? Um, so this is my old, uh, my old. Uh, yeah, what HP is what is MB2. that? MB two. What is this that thing? This is a calculator. Oh, yeah, I know what the that is. The funny thing, I bought this. I bought this in my undergraduate for eighty five bucks. In like this would have been like you know whatever some kind of dollars. <laughs> yeah, eighty eighty five bucks. I have the same app on my phone. Well, I have the same yeah. app on my phone that cost me $2 like yep. once. That's okay. crazy. Uh, okay. If somebody's 25, let's say if they want to, I'm, I'm going to do a little bit of math on air. So, so bear with me. Oh, so this 65. is fun. Math is so exciting. Guys, here comes some math. Math is awesome. Okay. So, so if you're 25 years old, you have about 40 years until you're going to retire. Or, or you think you're going to retire at 50 because you're going to hit the right crypto stuff. Uh-huh. 100%. That's not, that's, that's not going to happen. 100%. For, for, for 90, 99% of people listening to us, follow what I'm talking about here because you're not going to be a crypto millionaire by the time you're 50. Okay, so that's 480 months that you have to work, okay? Um, so this is, and this is exactly, this is another thing my nephew and I talked about, right? Because he was all, we were all talking about all the meme stuff and the, you know, way trading happens, exact, you know, what, you, our point, to our point, what we're talking about today. And then as he circled back around, he's like, yeah, my biggest, he says, my biggest frustration is that i didn't start doing simple investing not 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 the cryptos not anything crazy yeah just but just putting a little bit of money in my early 20s yep, right yep yep so, so so again so okay so so um so so we've got the 480 months let's just even say that you average six percent over that time frame six percent like realistic that's extremely realistic. You don't have to take a lot. I mean, just just to your point, like you talked about with your son, it's like go buy an S&P, you know, like, and don't do anything with it. Do not touch it. Don't That'll average it. Pay, 8, eight don't to pay, 10% over time. Exactly. Don't pay, don't pay anybody. And if you're putting away, let's just say 50 bucks a month, okay? What do you think that's going to be worth when you turn 65? 55 million. 55 million. So <laughs> Is that if, off? If you're putting away 50 bucks a month and you're at 6% and you do it for 480 months. Let's say it's a million. You, you, can, you can easily accumulate and grow and have well over a million dollars by the time that you are in retirement. Yeah. You're just right? adding, now, that, adding that every month and putting it into uh, just a basic 
obviously there's ETF. there's other elements. Yeah, there's other elements to that. You can add more. You know, most people will add more to that along the way. But this power of of just putting a little bit away every month, right? Just that, just just doing that, and that's what I'm saying. It's like do that on Robinhood, right? That's easy. That's, and, I mean, you can connect your bank. I mean, you connect your bank account, and you have money in that account ready to trade same day if you want. They allow you to trade same day. So, I, one other thing I want to bring up to this the, that we didn't talk about here, but sort of the pitfalls of this whole thing. This kind of maybe the what we'll end on, but what it's doing to markets with what this power now is giving everybody. What it's doing to markets is it's creating a lot more volatility because now there's a lot more people who have a lot more access to buy and sell. That volatility has increased since really since the, the early 2000s towards the 08 time period. Volatility has just started to get more and more and more. So, okay, so th- this is a really good point and, and I don't want to dive too deep into the data for this but so like volatility what is it volatility is just movement up or down you can have you can have positive volatility right you can have the market all of a sudden go on a tear and and it's still going to be an element of volatility how much it gains in a in a period of time or loses in a period of time and so meaning it's going like this more often yeah then low volatility like low volatility is like this right right over three six seven ten months right high volatility is like whoa like this is crazy um because so so the way that we trade there is an element for us in our trading models of understanding what volatility is currently at right in fact um hold on a second i'm gonna pull up no you're not doing more math are you no i'm not let me just pull up really fast. okay I good see what the uh um, I want to see the where VIX is at. Volatility index. So you can follow VIX on the finance, like on the you know the Google Finances, Yahoo Finances. Yeah. Right? You can follow VIX, right? So it's sitting at about fifteen right now, right? Fifteen and a half. Uh, that's it's a you know, it's, that's a, not, it's a relative number, right? It's not an absolute right. like. Um, what, what's so, a normal volatility number? Uh, well, so uh, again, relative, historical, In really, real, uh, historical. Like, if it's not super crazy, anything between eight and fifteen, eight and sixteen, that's pretty normal. Uh, when we start going above that, we get spikes. You know, obviously, it gets. Um, in fact, I don't have a number in front of me, but it was like I want to say we were like high twenties, low thirties last year with COVID when we were having major market sell offs. Um, anyways, the the point is, is the, because I, again, I researched this data because it feeds into our portfolios. Um, over, I've looked over the last 50 years and, and looked at that intensity of volatility, right? Because there's, there's, there's always been volatility, right? There's always been market self.com, Great Recession, all these things. Without a doubt, I can say for a fact that volatility is, be, is, is amplifying. Not, not that it's getting worse, like it's just scarier. It's just... When it hits, it hits harder, good or bad. And to exactly to your point, more people have more information. And I would say that, that the, the common investor will trade more off of fear and greed than an institutional investor. Yeah, right? 100%. That's it. Simply put. You're, in fact, the other piece to this too isn't just um, – it's not just um, – the it's it's not just the, the, the common investor on Robinhood, but it's also robo traders. 
right? Where robo's, robo-advised pro- programs, they will automatically trade you out if certain pr- criteria is met. Um, go look up the, the, iron, the, the death cross, iron cross trading strategies. It's basically moving averages. And if they cross, then it automatically triggers. And it's funny because- Too technical, Ty. You, right, but you'll see the market; <laughs> those will trigger. Those will trigger, and then all of a sudden you'll see an, an a little like maybe excessive sell off of like one to three percent extra in the market because these robo advisors are just being triggered automatically, right? So, so to your point, yes, it is affecting the markets because it is more what I would call unnecessary volatility. Yes, that's a good. That's a good. Yeah, I like because that. most people are 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 pushing the panic button. So that's and it. that's a good point to make here where say unnecessary volatility. Yes, because now you've just got more uh trades happening. Just more often. And so what it's gonna do, and this is for this new generation of investors, is you are going to see more ups and downs with this than most people used to. And you've gotta have a better handle on understanding what that really means. Because if you see it going down really quickly and you're like, oh, I'm gonna sell. It may not mean that you need to. So it's it can be a very, very emotional roller coaster that you're gonna be faced with because that volatility is is there. You've got to be able to weather those storms better because you're gonna get killed if you don't emotionally take care of that. Right. I mean, and, and that's the thing is we did we we did have the COVID sell-off last year, but that was that hit and recovered faster than anything that I've ever seen in my career. Um, this this younger generation has never experienced a great recession of 08. They've never experienced a dot-com bubble bursting. They've never experienced high inflation in the 80s. Different, I mean, there's a, there's been different scares along the way. Usually about every mm, five to eight years, there's a, there's a substantial recovery session. And I, I actually personally, uh, I mean, don't take this as stock, pardon the pun, I think that we're going to see a decent little correction in the next few years because of inflation. Um, the markets are indicating that we should have that. But again, I've been, I've been having, I had the same mentality. I've had the same thought for the last 10 years of my career. So I, I mean, I could easily be wrong, but my point is, is like to what you're saying, all of a sudden when the market starts to sell off, it's like, well, fundamentally, do you know if you should still be in or be out? Right, because right now, even with all the fear of inflation, and people are like, "Oh my gosh, it's going to happen today." There's no fundamental data right now. There's not nearly enough fundamental data right now to tell me that I need to get out of the market. There's not, and and a lot what, of this. What, sorry, go ahead. So, sorry, one last thought with this too. That, that's interesting about what we're talking about with with the uh, you know what you know, market concerns. Again, this I don't want this to sound like a sales pitch, but it is a little bit easier. When you've got the money in somebody else's hands, who you're paying a, a trusted professional, because then then it's like, okay, I don't have to worry about this right now, right? It's I'm fine. Like I can easily, you know, hand that off to somebody else and 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 trust. It, it takes a little bit because, again, I don't get me wrong, I stay up at night a lot of times worrying about our portfolios for our clients. I worry about them all the time. But it's very different. It's very different than if it's like when it's your own money and it's all on the line, there's a lot more uh, likelihood that you're going to just panic sell. And this is kind of maybe the the wrap up for this, for this idea, which is this volatility affects your individual stock investments or crypto investments because those have more risk involved. Whereas if you're in an S&P 500 ETF, 
you could just take on the strategy of, I'm just investing into that every month and I'm going to let it go and I'm never going to sell it and I'm just going to let it go and go and go. Especially if you've got 20, 30 years to let it go, you don't have to worry about it. You can take that passive approach and just let it go because over time, it generally grows. Yeah. Again, if you were, if you were if you were twenty five at at the year two thousand, right? So now you're what forty six, almost forty six. You went through three major market corrections. Are you talking about me? Com. No, just just oh. a, just an, a person. <laughs> I'm not forty six. You're not forty six. No, you're not. Add years but to me. If, if somebody was, um, you survived three major. Re- so you know, dot com, Great Recession of '08, and COVID last year. You're, you're, you're between two and a half and three and a half times what you put in, right? You, you've, 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 al- you've almost quadrupled your money over time. Yeah. And huge right? downturns in that time With period. huge, it, yeah, exactly. So it's like, yeah, over time, you're going to make money. So now you're not getting greedy. You're not trying to hit these crazy home runs. It's just a whole, but a, a whole bunch of doubles and singles. That's what you're doing. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. The Tony you Gwynn. Go. You're the Tony Gwynn. The Tony Gwynn of investment strategies. Mm-hmm. Wade Boggs, Tony Gwynn, whoever you want to put into that category. Carney Lansford. Or yeah. <laughs> that's a real obscure that's, reference that if anybody wants obscure. to look that one up. Yeah. But so okay. bringing this back around to all of it, there are elements of both that are really important for everybody to, to kind of think about. There is some fundamental parts that you want to think about. And then there's some really awesome technology that can really supercharge what you're doing. But think about how you are using that in your overall plan and think about how you're going to incorporate that into your overall investment portfolio. And, and it's you know not a bad idea to have someone helping you. Like me or like you? Yeah. No, more you. No, more you. Okay. okay. Either one of us. Y- yep. Yeah. Don't, don't underplay that. But just have your plan of action in place right understand what you are doing before you do it absolutely that's a good place to start that is and a if good you need place. to call oh, okay. ty i can get we can give his cell phone number out on this <laughs> his personal call number him, is call him anytime <laughs> and just be like hey which crypto do you want me to buy hey ty looking at these three cryptos which one do you like yeah no <laughs> good point yeah good times yeah. man i like singles this. doubles this just hit singles doubles you'll be good so are you um are you more of a Bach fan or are you more of uh, no FX, Sex Pistols, Green Day, Punk Rock? Green, the funny Green thing Sunday is, punk. with the music analogy, I'm going to be way more punk rock. And uh, that uh, investing wise, no, I am not that. Yeah, I'm Mozart That's, when it comes to investing. Yeah, <laughs> actually, uh, there, are, there, there are more and more elements of, uh, of, of you know, no effects or Pennywise that I am nowadays. Sure. Yeah. Hmm. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. All right, hey, everybody. Good yes. times. Tyandry.com. Go ahead. Follow us. We'd love to hear Check from you. Out. Give us comments, too. Let us know what you want to hear. Yeah, hey, exactly. Feel free to reach out to us and, and tell us that you want to hear more oh. about fundamental analysis of a stock. And I will spend 30 minutes telling you how to fundamentally analyze a stock. You absolutely will. <laughs> So, and I will be jazzed the entire time. <laughs> uh, All right. All right. Tiny. Good times. Thanks, man. 
We'll see Appreciate everybody you. next week. Hey, thanks for listening to the Tai and Rai, the Finance Guys podcast today. If you like what you heard, go ahead and hit subscribe. That way you won't miss any future episodes. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Tai and Rai podcast. Also, check us out at myprosperteam.com. Thanks. We will see you next week.